Big game tomorrow for the Socceroos. We've set the scene because uh, they are taking on the three Lions and uh, guests of the show. We love having him on the run home with Joel and Fletch. We're talking about the great Robbie Slater. G'day, Robbie. G'day, guys. It's, uh, it's funny listening to that. <laughs> such a good guy, Brandy. But I, I tell you what, if he's someone had just landed in this country, you've never been here, and you turn in SEM radio and it's, uh, you know, Joel and Fletch, the run home, <laughs> yeah. and you hear someone go, I've got sock with me, and yeah. Sugar's just over there, and he's been talking to Brandy. So I just be going, I mean, who are these people? <laughs> yeah. Got to love Aussies. Got to love Aussies. Sugar, sock, okay. Brandy, and the tourist. Uh, that's good. That is good. How you been, Robbie? Yeah, no, no, good. Yeah, we've got the, um, obviously, Socceroos uh, playing um, England tomorrow. Massive for the boys. Look, I know it's an international well, I call it an international. I don't add the friendly, but of course it gets that friendly tag. Mm. But there'll be nothing friendly about it. I mean, I remember 22 years ago, I think it is, it's that long ago, and a Harry Kuehl-led golden generation of players, including Viduka, Emerton, Grella, Jason Kalina, all those guys, and ones that I've probably left out, went to England, and we'd smashed England at everything. At rugby, rugby league, the Ashes, and I remember... You know, them going, oh, thank God we're going to play them at football, soccer, <laughs> because, you know, we're going to beat them. And, of course, we went to Upton Park, my old stamping ground, for, uh, it's West Ham's ground, old ground in those days, and we beat them 3-1. Harry wow. Kuehl was on fire that day. and But that's how far, few and far in between these games come. You know, that was 22 years ago. This is the first time we've played them since at the new Wembley. You don't get to play at Wembley very often. I was lucky to play the old Wembley a couple of times. Um, but uh, for these guys, it's a special experience. And, of course, we did play England, so our guys out for a little bit of revenge because the Matildas were beaten, of course, in the recent Women's World Cup 2-1 by uh, by England in that quarterfinal, uh, which denied us uh, to go to the... No, in the semifinal, sorry, semifinal, that denied us a final in the World Cup. It's, uh, so there you go. Yeah, big big day for the guys, Harry Kane and... You know, all the superstars for England uh, will be on show. Wow. Yeah, it, it's uh, pretty, pretty special. Hey, hey, can I ask you, Robbie, before we get into the Socceroos? Because we've been talking yeah. about it. The listeners want to hear mm. about it. The David Beckham documentary. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen I've seen a part of it. And, uh, yeah, brilliant. Look, I, I mean, I don't really – no, that's the wrong way to put it. It's not that I don't really need to watch it, but I, I know Beck's quite well. Um not as a friend, but I've you know played against him. It was my era. He's sort of he was at the start of his career, the first few years before I left England, and I ran into him quite a few times in players' bars and and obviously after games. But um, yeah, so I know his story. I've already read so much about him. Uh, a very special person. And what uh, what I think uh, people are learning that you know it's not only about Posh and Bex and these this, this super couple, but mate, he went. To get where he did, it's he didn't start off with a you know, a golden handshake. He wasn't. He was born. You know, he trained hard. He mm. came from London. The the you know, I wouldn't call it poverty, but it wasn't certainly. He wasn't from a rich family. Um, but he was a wonderful player. I still maintain he's the best crosser of a ball from the right hand side of, of of a soccer pitch that I've ever seen. And I still stand by that today. He's unbelievable. Bend it like Beckham. Yeah. The movie wasn't was made for a reason. It's because very few players in the history of world football could kick a ball the way he did. Hey Robbie, with all the the fanfare that comes with Posh, 
and Becks and those yes. sorts of things. But when you strip all that back, where would he stand in the history of English football as far as, you know, is, it, is he a top yeah. 10 player for the country? Is he a top 50 player? Where, where does he actually stand legitimately? Oh, yeah, well well inside the top 50. For bloody, bloody hell, they've only won the World Cup once, and that was in England <laughs> in 66. That's so, right. You know. But, um, no, Bex, as I just said, the you know, the best right-sided player, right winger, if you want, um, right-sided midfielder I've 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 ever seen, uh, and I maintain that. So, as uh, in the Hall of Fame in England, he'd be definitely in the top twenty players of all time, in my my opinion. He, he was that good. You know, there's I mean, a... don't forget, he won everything with Manchester United. Yep. He then went to Real Madrid, won everything there. Uh, global superstar. You know, he's. Yeah, he's a brand. Beckham is a brand. But when you strip it all back, posh and, uh, you know, Victoria Beckham, Spice Girls, all that crap. Uh, not that it's crap. No. It's pretty good crap, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> wish I had some of that crap. <laughs> uh, but um, uh, one, one of the very best English players, definitely. You know what, right? And, and a listener, and I, <laughs> I remember watching it at the time, but I quickly forgot about it. But a listener alerted this. They said, the most impressive part they found about David Beckham, which I totally concur with, and I'll use yeah. this down the track, one of the great life lessons. So David Beckham, 11 out of 10 looking bloke, married to an 11 out yeah. of 10 looking partner. They'd have all the money in the world, all the trimmings, everything that you possibly... He'd already achieved everything pretty much to this point. Real Madrid, Real Madrid had given him the wristhole, and they wouldn't let him train. They ostracised him in many ways, wouldn't let him train with the team, but he just yeah. grit between his teeth... And he just kept training his backside off on his own to the point where not even fellow countrymen at Real Madrid, when he was invited back to the team because the team was basically pledging, please let him come back with the team, the open arms that he received. And I think, you know what, for David Beckham, who is so big as he is and, you know, in life, whether you miss a job or things don't go your way at work or a kid misses a team and the toys get thrown out and spit the dummy. <laughs> that, to me, was one of the greatest things you've ever seen about resilience and staying the course and waiting for that next opportunity. Do you agree with that, Robbie? Mate, I agree with that 500%, which yeah. is not possible, of course, because <laughs> you can only have 100%. But, <laughs> and that just shows you that that he loves the game, that, that football, where he grew up, playing in the streets in London, uh, and he never lost sight of that. And... Far too many people today think of, you know, the glory. They think of money. Money. For, you've got to love – to become a, a footballer of his quality, you've got to love the game. Yeah, the money comes after, and of course it came for him in bucket loads and, and fame and everything. But when you – and you used the, the words before, and it's a good way to say it again. When you strip everything down, he was a footballer. Yeah. And his love was football. So when he wasn't – now, most a lot of people and a lot of players – you know, lesser players than David Beckham would have just thrown the towel and gone, oh, this is crap, and not, you know, I'm not going to do that, and I want to transfer, and I want out. What did Beckham do? He said, no, I'm going to prove them wrong. Yeah. And the rest is history. And I think it's, I think really it's one of the best parts of the documentary as well, and, um, you know, that's the way he turned it around and, and the way the Spanish loved him after that. You know, the players, uh, the fans, like I said, he won it all with Real Madrid. When they all said when he went there, Oh, he's not good enough. Mm. He's not good enough for Real Madrid. He did it at United because he had Cantona, he had Giggs, he had all these other players. Uh, but Madrid will be too big for him. And he proved them wrong. And he's proved everyone wrong every step of the way. And you know the other thing they proved that 
him and Victoria have proved wrong because everyone said it won't last. Yeah. You know, that kind of marriage is never going to last. And, you know, there was a, there was front-page stories of affairs that supposedly or allegedly happened. But, mate, you couldn't, you couldn't find two people more in love than Victoria and David Beckham. It's a great story. Yeah, uh, just uh, and, and this is probably a little bit predictable, but uh, you mentioned the affair part, and uh, there's been some news that's broken out today where mm. David Beckham's – this is through news uh, – David Beckham's alleged mm. mistress, Rebecca Luz – could be set That's to speak it. out publicly following the release of the footballer's Netflix documentary. The former glamour model, now 46, rose to fame in 2004 after she claimed yeah. that she'd had an affair with Beckham. The allegations have come to light again following the release of the documentary. And Lou's social media posts have been inundated with remarks from trolls. Following the backlash, Lou shared a selfie on Wednesday on Instagram and appeared to suggest that she was growing tired of not speaking out and sharing her story. She wrote, a part of me wants to continue keeping my head down and getting on with my life. The other part of me wants to speak out. What is your take? Mm. Question mark. So this is, I suppose, predictably, I, I imagine the Beckham camp would have almost forecast this coming to light mm. once again. Don't you think, Robbie? Yeah, look, it came out a long time ago. And, you know, who knows? Yeah. You know, and you've got to, you know, that, that woman's going through something, obviously, that may have well, look. We don't know. No, I mean, right. only the people. The only people who know that are them. But you don't want. You certainly don't want anyone suffering no. uh, because of it. And you certainly don't. I mean, we all know about trolls, for God's sake. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm sure if something did happen, and again, I'd. I'm in no position to comment on, but it it, it would be sad if she's going through ter- you know a tough time because of it, or you know. But it seems like. Uh, I remember when it came out, and um, you know the marriage survived. So yeah. I'm, I'm sure whatever is the truth, I'm sure Victoria and, and David Beckham know it already. Yeah. Uh, so they probably know if something is going to come out, what what's going to come out. Uh, another endearing thing for me was at the end of the show, he's holding a schooner of beer. He's in his little uh, <laughs> shed at the back, and him and Victoria, shed. they've had a few, and they're dancing to Islands in the Stream. And that's something that we all do with our partners, you know, yeah. with the kids around, and I absolutely was yeah. endeared to that. Uh, yeah, Robbie, just before we go, there's only three A-League players in the squad for the Socceroos. That could indicate yep. that we've got a strength because so many players are making it abroad, or the other way could be that we're not really um, building up from the A-League. What's your personal view on the number three A-League players in the squad? Yeah, look, I know why, because, you know, Arnie's my best mate. Yep. You know, unfortunately, you know, they say you can pick your... You know, you can't choose your, your family, but you can choose your friends. Unfortunately, yeah. I haven't done very well on that note either. But, um, but Arnie said, no, no, it's because the A-League's out of season. It's yeah. quite that okay. simple. And, right. and look, there are there are issues, I think, with development of players and players. You know, there are a number of players now le- leaving overseas. And, but that's, that's a to- total other topic. But there would have been probably a couple of more A-League players if they were in season. And, and that... Of course, if you didn't know, the A-League women's will kick off this weekend. And, of course, well, you guys know because SCN do some shows on the A-League. I yeah. know that with Simon and Broski, which is a very good show. And, um, you know, the A-League men's will kick off a week later. So once it gets in, you know, once they get fit and everything, I'm sure for the next, you know, the World Cup qualifiers coming up very quickly in September, uh, not September, sorry, I think uh, early next year, you know, they'll be in much better shape. Uh, we've got to run, Robbie. We could have had you for, for all day, mate, but it's always a good chat to have you here on the run home <laughs> with Joel and Fletch. We're socky here today. Greatly appreciate it. Enjoy your weekend, Robbie Slater. Yeah, cheers, guys. I'll speak to you soon.